Giants fans, welcome to Big Blue All Day, the podcast that brings you New York Giants football content all day long, while the hosts toe-tap the line between podcast professionals and a bunch of fanatics talking shit at the end of the bar. Tonight's episode of Big Blue All Day is not brought to you by anyone. Insert sponsor here. Don't forget to check out our print content at BigBlueAllDay.com and rate and subscribe wherever podcasts are found. There's adult content ahead because you know we're doing it live. Roadhouse is here in the power chair sitting in for Mac. On the line, we have the Disciple, another guest spot from Rodway Tommy. We are back! That's we right. are back! Ravens come up to Jersey, and we walk out 5-1. and one. Disciple, let her rip. Mm, the scenes were, the scenes, the vibes during that fourth quarter were insane. I happened to be in the building. Um, you know, I did feel kind of down. I think they were down 13 points in what, the fourth quarter? Or the th- in the second half, and I was like, I was like thinking about, it. I was like, man, I, if I even if we walk out of here four and two, like I'm still feeling pretty good. But the fact that they put they they really put some great drives together, some good scoring drives, and won the game, defensive stops. I I really gotta you really gotta love what you see. We're a second half team, and that's better than being a first half team. Actually, I read somewhere today that Daniel Jones is like the best uh, second half quarterback. Out of all of them, in, in terms of efficiency and EPA, if you're into that analytical bullshit. No, it's crazy like because a, we've always talked about how they need to get it. They're not a team that's built to come from behind, but that's what they've done all season. It's, it's the only thing they're – like, dude, it's, they're, they're, it's never easy. Like, Except who comes the Bears back, game. Yeah. Who comes back from a deficit by running the ball? It's crazy. No, it's just like the efficiency. Everything is just so like – every detail, every person is accounted for – it's like this crazy system, man. It, it's like we have not seen coaching like this in a long time. I'm so thankful because this, even if listen, even if they collapse and and they don't make the playoffs, which now I believe they're minus two twenty five according to the sports books to make the playoffs, which is a really pretty you know good number. So, you know, even if that's the case. I, I still like the direction we're headed. Obviously, it feels great to have a, a winning percentage of, what, 820, 830-something. Like. That's still early. All right, Tommy, what would you think? I've never been happier to get a pick wrong for, for a Giants game. I, I never go against them. I go against them, and they win. Uh, it was a great Sunday here in, uh, in Jersey. You know, Saquon look, look, continued to look great. Uh, but what I, I was most happy about was the, the kids, Bellinger, Wandale Robinson, Thibodeau, and even Neil, who he only had one Harry and no sacks on Sunday. Uh, the previous five games, he gave up a sack each each week. So he uh, he really started to to look good. The secondary, you know, Love, Melton, Moreau. You know, mm. we knew Andrews was going to put up some numbers, but other than that, statistically, you know, the Ravens were were pretty quiet on offense, even with. You know, uh, Lamar having about 75 yards rushing on the day, he really didn't uh, beat you up with the ball, running the ball. Um, and, uh, you know, you, you kind of hear, you know, all, you know, the Ravens gave away the game. They gave the Giants the game. No, we took the game. What, but that's what – but good that's teams – Exactly. They finish – where in the past, the Giants had opportunities in years past – and they don't capitalize. They and don't, they lay down they and die. How game. many? Even like last year, like you saw the Ad, the Adore Jackson drop pick. You had the drop Darius Slayton, the offsides uh, on the kick. I mean, they just found ways to lose, and now it's the total opposite. Yeah. So we, we took the game. We capitalized on on mistakes and uh, and second chances, and 
we and we you know we, we we did that throughout the throughout the day on sunday no that's what's crazy about it this so they played so well in the red zone and they played so well at critical times and third seven down for, seven third for down. 14 on third down however but as i wrote in the article on bigblueallday.com the ravens out uh they had 406 total yards of offense giants only had 238 i don't care the I don't scoreboard care is I don't what care. matters. No, I, I totally agree. But that's the difference between winning, winning and losing. And that's what the Giants didn't do in the last few years is they may have been able to amass yards and, and, and decent drives and have a decent play. But those red zone plays, that Wandell Robinson touchdown. Oh, the that Bellinger. Play, like. Under Jason Garrett or, you know. They yeah, they, just, they don't sniff the end zone with Jason Garrett. <laughs> They would have ran the ball up the middle twice and then thrown a lob in the back corner. Would not no, they would have done a, a tight end screen to Evan Ingram. <laughs> oh, man. Dude, it's – honestly, like, it's crazy because, like, the guys that we were, like, we weren't sure with Dave Gettleman, it's like some of them guys are, are, are really coming out, you know. It's, it's like maybe Gettleman wasn't that bad at picking the players. He was just a terrible person, like – you know, not a terrible person like that, but, like, you know what I mean? Like, to deal with other people, obviously he wasn't everybody's cup of tea. And he hired two bad coaches, so that's his fatal mistake. Maybe he chose the right quarterback. I still don't know. But he got the left tackle. We'll come back to the quarterback in a minute. But So, listen, I think we're all thrilled to be 5-1. and one. Uh, No one expected that. Beating the last, the, you know, back-to-back MVPs two weeks in a row, it's saying something. But... And listen, I'm not uh, winning is the only measure, but let's be honest. Your leading uh, receiver is Bellinger, five receptions, 38 yards. Your second is Wondell Robinson, two rookies, three for 37 yards. Each had a touchdown. This can't. This is not. This this is a team that's still in progress. No, uh, nobody's doubting that. Well, that's the, the, I want we, we, I want we, Giants fans to remember that because you know how some some get overexcited. We're going to the Super Bowl. Oh, our power ranking is five. Like we're the that, best. which is insane, by the way. But yeah. honestly, so, it's so hard to believe. I, what, but. what I'm just saying is, you know, pump the brakes. This no, team is good. I, we're happy. We still need we're that thrilled. bona fide number one wide receiver, and we hope Tony can be that guy. But we can't depend on him. So we got to take what we got. We got to, you know, dude, just guys are stepping up and not dropping balls. You had Darius Slayton last week. I didn't see too much. Was Slayton, Slayton on the had, field a lot? Well, yesterday? Slayton had one. He had one uh, big catch for eighteen yards, but he also okay. had that, that big pass interference in the end zone. Yeah, that's very true. Which, I frankly, I don't know if that was a catchable ball, but uh, nevertheless, it was still a big, a big play for Slayton. I don't think we're gonna be like a really like like contender contender. Like they they might be a wild card, be one and done, maybe fuck around and win a playoff game. I don't know, but. At the same time, I just feel like they're not going to be able to be like they're not going to be able to win a 35-38 game well, with what they've need, got. For that, you need a franchise quarterback, and with that, we're going to move smoothly into our weekly segment, the Daniel Jones Court. Now, Jones's entire season is an audition to be the long-term term answer. It's now five and one. Our jury's still out. Jones was 19 for 27, 173 yards. Um, I have to say, he's not losing the game for us, but he's not, like, completely taking over the game and, and like, grabbing the game by the ball. Although he is, he does have four game-winning drives, so you can't fucking discount that. He leads the league in game-winning drives. 
So, ah, it, this is so tough because they're not asking him to do a whole lot. They're winning the, the war up front. They're getting good push. They're getting a good rush. They're designing rushes for him. He's super athletic. Like, he's pretty accurate. He's he's leading the league on, on third and fourth down or the third and uh, third and fourth quarter on the analytical stuff. So, I don't know, man. It, it, like, the stats aren't there, but you watch the game. All right, and so, so here's the he evidence. looks good. Like I said, the evidence. Here's the evidence you have in front of you: 19 for 27, 173 yards, two touchdowns. But that the stats don't tell I, the whole story. I, I, I'm also giving you five and one. That's also some more of the evidence. But yo, wins are not a quarterback stat. Oh, they sure are. Ask Eli. No, Manning. they aren't. No, Ask okay. Eli Manning, you better okay. Believe they are. No, no, I I do not believe they are. I'll tell you why. I'll give you one example. Why two? Actually, I'll give you two examples. Why? Mac Jones last year or the year before in Buffalo. Threw three passes and won the game. And it counts as a win for him. That's now, Mike, oh, no, Mike hold on, stats. hold on, hold on. Okay, the f- the passer rating. There have been six or seven or eight inch. Uh, I, I can't. Somebody quote me on this. It's for the <laughs> the shaman. <laughs> but uh, it's uh, six times or six games that a quarterback has had a perfect passer rating and still lost the game. If oh, that's the right. case. I don't think I don't believe Windsor quarterback stat. I believe they are a coach front office team stat. Bullshit. Okay. Sorry, I had to go. I had to go off a little there. All right, let's stick with the court. Okay. So I'm, the, I'm, the, I'm the evidence we have. Well, so your, to your point, there's there's a lot of evidence. The evidence is 19 for 27, 173, two touchdowns, QBR of 68.3, and a quarterback rating of 112. They're just not putting the ball and in danger. Okay, they're not putting the ball in danger, and Daniel isn't throwing those like crazy deep balls. I feel like you know what I mean. Like it's really like a lot of mid-range stuff. There's not really like the, any like 50-yard shots. Like, do you see any of that? Because that, that's that's one thing I'm saying. Like, there's no one to catch him. It, that's also <laughs> very true. But he has time now. The pockets look good. I I rewatched the game today, and the pockets I have to say look really good. You had Jason Pierre-Paul, who I thought would be on a revenge tour. Was basically neutralized. You didn't hear his game, his name all game. The the line definitely helped him. He he was only sacked four times, and like I said, uh, Neil played a little bit better. So you have two tackles protecting him. I, I'm just not sold on that. He's he's not getting, you know, forty million dollars yet. He's definitely not there. So I'm still at the point where it's a two or three year deal for a little bit less money to see if if he's still the guy. Um, that. P.I. call in the end zone at the end of the game saved us because it was pass interference, but the ball was still a bad ball. Um, so if that doesn't get called, it wasn't to where the receiver was you know, near the ball. He threw it basically to the defender. So if Marcus Peters doesn't hook the receiver, the, the game's over right there. You know, it's, it's changing you know, with, with the Yeah, no, for sure. No, it's, it's just the way. All right, so over to the side. The, the season there. we're in today, and you're Joe Shane. Okay. What are you offering, uh, Daniel Jones? Two years, forty-three million dollars, with a opt-out after two. Uh, with a three-year deal with an opt-out after two. I'm at uh, two years, about fifty million. Because mm. I, I think anything close to twenty, you're going to get a no. That's the thing. It's also the market. I mean, dude, the New York media, he hasn't made a fool out of himself. 
that's also a big deal here. Like the, to deal with the press and like give the answers that he gives without like, you know what I mean? He, I feel like he did learn a lot from Eli from that year they were together. But you, know, it's a part of it, and that's something that the, his agent's probably gonna look into. Like, oh, my client deserves more because he does this, this, and then. And if he demands a long-term mega deal, uh, who's giving him that money though? If we don't, that's the thing. Like, how? Like, that's the gamble. What, what that's kind the, of hardball? That's, that's the gamble. So then, well, dude, he's a free agent on March fourteenth or whatever, anyway. Unless you, I mean, are you gonna? You can extend him any time before that or during the season. Like, how does it? How, how does that work? Is it yeah, any time yeah, before yeah, he's a free you agent? Ex- you can extend him. Anytime. He might want to test free agency, but like, I mean, how good? Like, what kind of situation he's gonna get himself in? Like, I'm not sure. Well, the Giants still have the franchise tag, which they probably don't want to do. They can't use old. it on Daniel Jones. They don't no want way. to. Well, if he plays, uh, there's football, no way. I'm sorry, there's no way they can do that. Not right now, but if he plays great football. Great. What is great football? Well, if these numbers are twenty-five for thirty for three hundred yards and three touchdowns, well, it's a different. Yeah, are, are we trading for a wide receiver? Or are we staying the course? Like you could also transition. Well, we'll, 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 give yourself a all right, protection. let's wrap it up. Let's wrap it up for the court, and uh, we'll move on to our uh, our next segment. All right, as our favorite former defensive coordinator would say, we're on to the Jaguars. All right, the Jacksonville Jaguars. The Giants head down south to Florida next week, and they lost uh, to the Colts this this weekend. Trevor Lawrence mm. was uh, 25 for 30, 235 yards. Robinson had 64 yards rushing, and Etienne had 20. Uh, our old friend Evan Ingram caught seven balls for 46 yards, and uh, Christian Kirk made an impact with 80 yards receiving. Mm. How are you guys I, feeling about going down to Florida? I feel good about it, honestly. I th- I also feel like it's hard to win road games in the NFL. I believe, actually, the Giants are the only undefeated road team right now. So, I mean, we got that going for us. You also, I'm, like, I don't want to say nothing, but there's a, I think there's going to be a personal factor. I think some of the players might be a little salty with that Doug Peterson business from a few years ago. Might want to, you know, get their revenge. I don't know. I like the matchup of Wink Martindale versus Trevor Lawrence, too. I mean, you got a second-year quarterback against a defensive mastermind, in my opinion. Uh, I think this is one of those games that, you know, when you looked at the schedule at the beginning of the year and no one thought about us being 5-1, and one, that you said, this is a game that we can go on the road and, and get a win. It's a team that we can play with and, and beat. So I think you got to go down there, especially now that you're playing, you know, uh, much better football than anyone expected, and go down there and get a win. Yeah, I mean, what kind of like, you know, what like we it, we'd be turned back into a joke if we just beat the Packers and the Ravens, and then we drop a game to the Jaguars in Jacksonville. Like, well, dude, listen, they were dressing this, as clowns last year, man. Well, nah, listen, <laughs> Jacksonville's better than we give them credit. For. Yes, absolutely. Their defense you got Josh Allen. Like that guy is a problem. Let's not forget they beat the Colts twenty-four nothing. Okay, two. the Colts just suck when they go to Jacksonville. Like okay. it's just a known fact. Bet against them every time if you're they into went out gambling. Went to LA and they beat the Chargers thirty-eight ten. Yeah, that's a good. That's a and, good game. Doug Peterson's an experienced coach, man. He knows what he's doing, and their they rushing attack the is good. They only lost by the Eagles to a touchdown. They're they should have beat the Eagles, honestly. What a fraud Doug Peterson right. is for letting them win that game. <laughs> Ha <laughs> ha!
Are you serious? Disciple, even for you, that was a record of flip-flops in one segment. I, congratulations. Son of a bitch, is it? So this team is, you know, they're, they're a pretty decent team. And I know it's hard to even imagine because they're the Jacksonville Jaguar. But uh, they got a good running game. Their offensive line, they got uh, Brandon Sheriff, who was a, a second-round pick for Washington. Cam Robinson's a solid left tackle. He's a first-round pick, actually. He was, he was Sheriff right was, too. So there you no, go. Sheriff, Sheriff was definitely, like, top 10, I remember, the draft. There you go. Cam Robinson, also a top pick. We got our old friend Evan Ingram, who would love to get some revenge. Oh but no! I hold on. I want my revenge on Evan Ingram. I want Ingram to tip a pass, and I want it to be intercepted for six because God, <laughs> he owes us at least that. <laughs> Doesn't he? How many? How many tip balls from Eli and Daniel? It's got to be at least ten over the years. Or he just does what he did when he was with us and Drop. doesn't play. Oh yeah, that would be nice. But no, but and their defense is solid too. You got number one overall pick Trayvon Walker. Devin he Jones. has twelve pressures on the year, on the whole year. Kayvon Thibodeau has like fifteen in four games. I don't want to hear it about Trayvon Walker. I think he's going to get better eventually, but he's not there yet. And I think we, I think our tackles are going to be able to take him on. Well, you also got I'm Josh not, Allen. I'm not, Josh Allen. Josh Devin Allen. Boyd. I'm a little worried about. He does have the ability to wreck a game. I'm not that worried about Trayvon Walker. Yet. With that, I'll move into four-down territory. And this week, we'll look at the top four things the Giants need to do to beat these Jacksonville Jaguars. All right, first down. Uh, Disciple, what do you got? It's going to be to avoid the big win hangover. I mean, you just won two huge, monumental, and uh, nationally televised one. And the one yesterday was almost nationally televised. If you looked at the map, courtesy of 506 Sports, that does all the markets that uh, that show each game. Uh, this is huge. That was those are huge wins, and you just got to avoid like the hangover from you know it was. It's been a great week. So all the endorphins are going, and you they you know you don't you can't go out there and lay an egg. Yeah, how do you do that as a coach? Because you got all these guys, all their social media feeds. Everybody's telling them they're great. Everybody's telling them they're awesome. You know, it's easy to lose focus. I mean, it is, but at the same time, I, I've got to trust our coaching staff, man. I really do. I think they know what they're doing. All right, Tommy, um, what do you have for second down? You know, you you got you to gotta force Trevor Lawrence. They have a young quarterback, too. So Daniel Jones isn't the only young quarterback that's, you know, developing. Granted, Lawrence is, you know, a highly touted prospect when he came out of Clemson, national champion. He's in a new offense. He dealt with a disastrous year with Urban Meyer last year. You, you know, get the pass rush going, make plays on first and second down, and make him make plays on third and long, which, you know, we, we saw this week we had success against an MVP quarterback. So if we could force him into, you know, third and long situations, maybe force some turnovers, make him make some mistakes, put us in a good position to win. Yeah, I think, I think that's – and, that, and that starts with stopping the run. You know, they do have a solid running game. Uh, the Ravens ran for 200 yards. You sort of expect that from the Ravens, but I think the Giants are going to need to, yeah, really control James Robinson and Travis Etienne on those early downs. No, I think you're right. All right, moving on to third down, Disciple. Uh, it would be to continue improving in the passing game. You know, keep 
keep making those big plays on third down, scoring touchdowns from the air so you don't have to depend on the rushing attack in the red zone every time. Just keep scoring, man. That's that's what we need. <laughs> keep scoring from the passing game in the air and I mean, keep the plays interesting. They, they're doing all these reverses and shit. Like, they look good out there, man. They look well-practiced, well-disciplined. Some stupid penalties sometimes, but you know what? It's it's translating to wins, so I can't I can't cry about it. Seriously, I mean, if they can improve the, if they, if they could just get. I know Kadarius Tony is a lightning rod when it comes to oh, the fans. So but, much potential, though, dude. That Dallas game, dude. Back to get him oh back. Oh my, yeah, no, it, it mean the world. A healthy him, dude. His start and stop and just like straight speed is just. It's it's like his play style is insane. The way he starts. Starts, stops, breaks, tackles. Really is. We really need him back. All right, moving on to fourth down. Tommy, what's the what's the fourth thing the Giants need to do to beat Jacksonville Jaguars? You know, like we did last week, we got to continue to win the turnover battle, play plus football. You know, we take the ball away and put Daniel Jones in the offense in, in good positions, extra possessions. And you, you look last week, Thibodeau gets his first sack in a huge spot, you know, biggest play of the game. Uh, gives us the ball inside the red zone. Uh, sexy Dexy, Dexter Lawrence has looked great getting pressure from the inside. Uh, and, you know, what Wink's drawing up, putting pressure on these defenses, is helping the secondary, right? You know, who thought at the beginning of the year that, you know, you know we'd be, you know, talking about Love, Melton, Moreau, and, and the job that they were doing, but we know that the pass rush improves. It makes those guys look better. It makes life easier for them. And, uh, you know... We can put some pressure on Lawrence, make him make mistakes, turn the ball over, force some strip sacks, and uh, you know win that turnover battle. And uh, second week in a row, I think that could you know lead us to some extra points. Well, it was definitely critical against Baltimore. So yeah, let's see if they can keep it going. All right, now we're going to move on into our next segment. Would you rather? All right, so the Giants are five and one. They're looking like a team that can compete this season. Ahead of the trade deadline, would you rather the Giants trade for an offensive weapon or some more help on defense? Uh, I gotta go offensive weapon, man. I don't care. I mean, it it might it might be the the missing piece right now. You know what I mean? Depending on what's out there, I I don't think we could afford. Uh, Money wise, like a DJ Moore. No, nah, no, nah, uh, definitely not DJ Moore. He's six point one million dollar cap hit this year, and then do we want to give him twenty five million dollars in cap space next year, and then give up assets? You know, I think uh, if it's something in the line of like a Denzel Mims, who's making a cap, you know, a cap hit of one point four, one point five this year, and not much more next year. You know, I, I think that could help build up the offense a little bit. Put a healthy receiver on the field. You know, a high draft pick like him, see what he see what he can do to improve the offense. We've dealt with the Jets before under a different GM, so we, we know that they're willing to deal. Uh, but you know what? A, another defensive playmaker that, that makes that pass rush better is where I think um, would be best because we could take that into next year as we improve the defense and, uh, you know, maybe add some offensive weapons in the draft and free agency next year. Well, you stole my thunder as the next would you rather is. Would you rather DJ Moore or Denzel Mims? So you're going with Mims, Disciple. I, I, don't, think, I, don't, think, I don't think DJ Moore is going to be feasible. 
I don't know. You never know. You know who I I might even look into a guy that's young that never really got a chance, never really went off the ground. A guy in the Panthers, Terrace Marshall Jr. from LSU, second round pick a year or two ago. Probably well, pretty cheap. I think you get Robbie Anderson pretty cheap right now after he got kicked out of the game. He's he's actually got traded to Arizona Cardinals. You missed did he really? News. Yeah, I did miss. The you were game. sleeping. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was fast. Yeah, and it's funny because uh, Rap Sheet Ian Rappaport tweeted like, "Oh, Doctor Robbie Ander- Robert Anderson uh, diagnosed uh, Marquise Brown with a, a non-season-ending injury," and everybody's like, "The fucking doctors, Robert Anderson, Robbie Anderson too." It was a little funny thing that happened on social media today in the NFL. All right, room. so as long as we're doing a "Would You Rather," this is in the world of hypothetical, and the uh, Carolina Panthers are having a fire sale. Christian McCaffrey or nobody? Get the fuck out of here. Why We do not need Christian McCaffrey. They want a first-round pick for him, which is ludicrous. I think there's one place in New York that he could can end up, and it's very close to Canada. I think Buffalo, a team that's ready to go to the Super Bowl, I don't think there's any way he ends up oh with the Giants. Oh, my God. Yeah, that'd be all. Oh, my God, imagine that. Yeah. Well, all right. That, we're going to slide right into uh, to our segment what the F would that look like? Each week we will posit a hypothetical and discuss what the F of the world would look like if that were to come true. What the fuck would it look like if the Giants traded for all pro Christian McCaffrey? All right. So we already decided, we already talked about how ludicrous it is. However, however, can you imagine that backfield and what it would look like? I mean... Yes and no, but I would just be afraid to, that either of those guys are going to get hurt, man. I'll tell That's you, as creative. Now you, have a, now you have a backup for the, the one that gets hurt. As creative as uh, Dave's has shown he could be and Kafka on offense, I'm sure you'd have one of them split out, one of them in the backfield, mm. lined up together, Wildcat with Saquon. be all kinds of stuff you could do there. Yeah, Saquon played a little quarterback the other day, right? Uh, the Bears game, so never know what you might see. No, that would be sick. That would be sick. You could you'd be putting them in motion. You'd be using them all different ways, both in the game at the same time. Both can catch balls. Both can run it up the middle. Both can go out wide. If you're going to get a weapon, you know, if he didn't have uh, a contract that's three or four years, I would say go get him. If, like, if he was on a contract year and they were just like, you know how in baseball they trade players all the time on their contract year at the end? Yeah. I would definitely go get him. The problem is he's locked up for another three years. You'd, you'd yeah, they, the they gave him the bag. Yeah. But if you could just rent him for uh, the next 10, 10, 12 weeks. Yeah, that'd be great. Uh, yeah, I think he's going to go to a contender if he does get dealt. I'm not even sure he does get dealt, though. How old is he now, 27, something like that, 28? Something like that. Anyway, mm. all right. And finally, it's time for Huge Predictions. Huge Predictions is not brought to you by Facilo Automotive, but we're working on it. So if any of you know their VP of Marketing, please hit us up at bigblueallday.com. Um, this week on Huge Predictions, we're going to go give our prediction for the Week 7 matchup against Jacksonville. Uh, I'm going with, uh, on a player level, I think Daniel Jones is going to have a big Sunday, and he's going to hit that 300 number, three total touchdowns, maybe he runs one in, throws a couple, and uh, I'm going to go with a Giants 28-13 to win. Mm. By the way, the Giants are underdogs. By what, two and a half, three points? Yep. Well, it'd be, I think it'd be uh, 
It'd be an even line if it were a neutral site. It's one of those. It's basically a pick them. So my huge prediction would be that Kayvon Thibodeau goes off for two and a half sacks and just completely blossoms in front of our eyes. And your score? Giants surpassed 350 total yards of offense. And they win 30 to 13. 30 to 13. Yeah. That's a huge prediction, all right. All right. My huge prediction is Dexter Lawrence is going to be the one who gets the sacks. He's going to uh, gobble up Trevor Lawrence at least two and a half times. I'm not as optimistic as, the, as you guys about the offense. I think the Giants will pull out a stinker 15 12. Jesus Christ. 15 12. 15 12. Sounds like a Thursday night football game. Yeah, really. What the (laughs) Russell Wilson's playing? All right. Let's not bicker over who killed who. Let's end tonight with the fact that the NFL just isn't aware. The Giants are young. They're aggressive. They're improving. The New York football Giants. (laughs) All right. For the disciple. And Tommy, I'm Roadhouse, and we're Big Blue all goddamn day. Good night.